Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Future Brew Podcast right here on mazebrew.com. My name is Vaughn Lozon, and I am solo once again today. Seth Barry has a conflict, and John Simmons does as well, uh, as he usually does throughout the football season. Unfortunately, we'll get John back sometime probably in December. So it'll be a few months until we get Johnny Boy back on the podcast. Seth, hopefully we'll be back tomorrow or uh, next week, I should say, uh, but you are with me uh, for this episode of the podcast, but we still got uh, a couple things to chat about recruiting-wise. It was uh, you know, kind of a, a disappointing football game on Saturday with Michigan beating Maryland by only a touchdown, but uh, there are some positive uh, recruiting developments to come out of this game. Uh, so let's kind of just chat right uh, up top about probably uh, he's he's the most important official visitor of the season thus far. And I think it's arguable to say that he will be the most important official visitor of the season. We are, of course, talking about Nicholas Harbor, the uh, five-star athlete from the 2023 class. This kid is an absolute stud. We've talked about him numerous times on the podcast that we've written about him numerous times on mazeandbrew.com. He is uh, number 10 overall on the composite, the number one athlete in the country. He's 6'5", 225, plays his high school ball over at Archbishop Carroll in Washington, D.C. 
A lot of people have him pegged as an edge prospect, but it really seems like he wants to play wide receiver, tight end, somewhere on the offense at the next level to preserve his track career because he is a track star as well as a football star. I personally think his potential at an edge position is better than his potential at a wide receiver or tight end position, but uh, that is neither here nor there. I am just someone who talks about this stuff, so my opinion at the end of the day doesn't really matter. But he visited Michigan uh, officially, official visit here uh, this past weekend for the Maryland game. Maryland uh, is one of his other finalists. I think Maryland is probably more towards the bottom of his uh, top list. You would imagine it's probably uh, between Michigan and Maryland, but also uh, LSU, South Carolina. I know USC had some buzz there in the summer, but I don't really think they're much of a major threat at this point. Uh, And of course, Georgia, you could probably just say Georgia uh, is probably involved with a lot of these, if not all of these five-star guys, because that's just the way that they recruit nowadays. But EJ Holland over at the Wolverine on the on three network, he posted a pretty positive update. I would imagine uh, that a lot of you would think uh, regarding this official visit, Uh, Over the weekend. Now, like I said, Michigan, they didn't win in convincing fashion. They didn't cover the spread of 16 and a half or 17 points, depending on where you were looking at in Vegas. They won by seven points. And it could have probably been a more convincing win had some other things uh, fallen into place there. JJ connects on uh, a couple of those deep balls. Uh, The defense uh, steps up towards the end of the game there. And they gave up the touchdown with the backup quarterback for Maryland in. You get what I'm talking about. So it, it wasn't a flashy game. It was a hard-fought win, but Michigan won nonetheless. Now, Nicholas Harbor, I'll, I will say this. It, it's not the worst game that he's been to. He visited South Carolina the week prior, and they got absolutely torched by Georgia. I think they only put up one touchdown ended up getting blown out by 35 or 42 points, something along those lines. So it could have definitely been worse. But uh, to paraphrase what EJ Holland said, and and I don't want to take all of this report here because you can subscribe to the Wolverine and and show your support to them. Um, But uh, he had essentially said that Nicholas Harbor uh, had a really good time, not only at Michigan Stadium, uh, but also outside of the game because he stayed from Saturday. He got there Saturday morning, stayed all day Saturday, rolled through Sunday, and ended up leaving uh, Sunday evening uh, after some uh, interview, not really interviews, but just time with Harbaugh and time with uh, the other offensive coaches. It really seemed like, I don't know how much Mike Elston is really involved in this anymore, uh, but also had, uh, spent some time learning more about you know, just the school in general, the strength and conditioning staff, uh, and the track program, which, again, uh, track is something that he wants to continue uh, probably after his college days at well, as well, because he could be a professional track uh, runner if he so chose to go that route because he is that talented and that fast uh, with track and field. So, <clears throat> again, Jim Harbaugh, Ron Bellamy, uh, a lot of these guys were involved 
and uh, it, it really seems like the work has paid off. And one thing that I will mention, because it had been mentioned on a couple different uh, publications here, is that Nicholas Harbor got to uh, a chat and spend some time with Denard Robinson, who is in the um, recruiting department at Michigan. But he also got to spend some time with Charles Woodson, who was, I mean, let's just be real with this, uh, probably the best two-way player offense-defense that Michigan has ever seen, if not uh, throughout the history of college football. You could make some arguments for other players, but uh, Woodson is certainly up there. Nicholas Harbor certainly could play well on both sides of the ball. Like I said, I think he's probably a better edge prospect, but he could see some success at uh, wide receiver or tight end as well. So I'm sure getting to talk with Sir Charles uh, did him so good uh, over the weekend because uh, who wouldn't want to talk to that guy, first of all. Uh, But Denard, let's go back to him real quick, because Denard, when he was uh, a student athlete at the University of Michigan, not only did he run football or play football, but he also ran track as well. So getting some one-on-one time, Uh, with a football player and a track runner at the University of Michigan. That will certainly help you, um, if if you're Michigan, help your cause with that as well. Um, And and let's let's just wrap it all up with the track stuff. I don't want to spend too much time here, but uh, uh, he really has a a, a deep relationship with uh, Zaya Holman, who, of course... Uh, is uh, his uh, uh, club coach and uh, a successful track runner, U of M through and through. That's only going to help with Michigan's eventual chances of landing Nicholas Harbor as well. Now, do I think Michigan leads after this visit? I would say no. I I think this uh, commitment decision is going to take a really, really long time. This one is certainly looking to be... um, you know, one of those where he decides the first day of the December signing period or even takes it farther than that. I could see a scenario where he doesn't decide until January or February and then ends up signing during the traditional February signing day. We will certainly see what all happens with that, but uh, I would not anticipate him making a decision anytime soon. He still has... Uh, a visit set up for uh, LSU that is slated for October 7th. So that is a few weeks away. He is also slated to visit Maryland. And I think tentatively, at least that will be in the month of December. So um, yeah, he's playing football right now for his high school, Archbishop Carroll. He's got a lot on his plate right now. He's just finally starting to take these visits. He had a very intense track schedule over the spring and summer. He was not able to make uh, many, if any, visits during the spring or summer. I think he he may have taken one, perhaps, to USC. I'd have to go back and look. But regardless, his recruitment is really starting to get into the interesting parts of it with these visits that he's now able to take. And I would imagine that uh, his decision uh, will also take quite some time, but 
overall, it sounds like this was uh, a, a successful visit for uh, Harbor to Michigan. I think uh, this is one thing that will stick out to him throughout the process, uh, being able to learn about the academic side of things, learn about how you can make an impact with the football team and how you can play both football and run track uh, at the same university. Michigan is certainly giving him the opportunity to to do that. Uh, And he kind of sticks relatively close to home. It's not like Michigan is incredibly far away from Washington, D.C., much like it would be uh, from USC or LSU or uh, some of these other schools that he has in consideration. So distance uh, does not seem to be a factor here. He's kind of uh, uh, keeping his options open. And we'll see. I mean, he comes from uh, uh, his mother is a pharmacist and his dad is an engineer at NASA. So he, <laughs> they've, got, they've got some major brains uh, in that family. That is for sure. Uh, and you can't really do much better academically uh, at a public university than the University of Michigan being able to get the best of both worlds, as uh, uh, folks like to say, with the academics and with the athletics. So, again, we'll see. I'm cautiously optimistic. If I had to take a guess, uh, I would say uh, it's still – 50-50 50-50 as of now, whether he were to go to Michigan or somewhere else. Uh, I've kind of been at that 50-50 prediction for uh, several months at this point. And uh, it, this is just a tough one to gauge, guys. I just think that uh, this is going to take some time. So don't uh, don't hold your breath by any means. I will say that. Do not hold your breath. But let's talk about one more guy. And uh, we'll, we'll keep this one kind of short and sweet today. And uh, we'll come back next week and talk more. But uh, another visitor for Michigan this past weekend. Uh, let's talk about another 2023 prospect who is on campus. Uh, his name is Nathan Ifobi. He's a three-star offensive lineman listed at 6'3", 282. He's from the state of Georgia. He's number 454 overall on the 24-7 sports composite. He was offered by Sharon Moore back in July. And he made a trip up to Ann Arbor for the game this past weekend. It was originally reported to be an official visit, but uh, he ended up tweeting uh, earlier today something along the lines of, uh, I had a great time at Michigan this past weekend. Can't wait to get back up on an official uh, later this year. So really big news in my opinion, and I think you guys probably think the same. Um, Now, as far as Nathan Ifobi goes as a prospect in his recruitment, to my knowledge, this is the only trip that he has taken this fall so far. He took a visit to Penn State back in March and took another visit to Miami in April. But both both of those were obviously unofficial visits uh, back then. Uh, This one to Michigan this past weekend, another unofficial visit, him publicly stating that he can't wait to come back on an official later this year is pretty telling. I I think that him changing it to an unofficial visit is huge. Michigan can get him back up one more time this year uh, at the very least, Uh, but they'll get to get him back once more on their own dime. So they'll pay for it. They'll hook him up with everything and uh, really roll out the red carpet for him 
And it's always just a, a much better recruiting experience for the kids uh, on an official visit. You hope that you're able to get him up for a big weekend. And I think the two biggest weekends remaining this year will be for Penn State on October 15th. And then for obviously the Michigan State game, uh, which is then October 29th, just two weeks later. So I, I think those are probably the two dates that they would try and lock in for an official visit. It really seems like it, both of those weekends are going to be big recruiting weekends for the program. I think Michigan State is probably going to be a tad bigger just because of obviously the rivalry. It looks like it's going to be a night game. So you want to put your best foot forward when it comes to the atmosphere of the game because you know that the Michigan fans will be wild and rowdy. They'll 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 be ready for this game because Michigan fans and the Michigan program certainly have revenge on their mind for the way that that Michigan State game played out last year. So I would anticipate if they're looking to get all, all of their top prospects at the top of their board up for a game this season, probably going to be that Michigan State game. Um, so, yeah, again, Ifobi, he's from the state of Georgia. I, I think two visits in one fall for a kid down in SEC country, that stuff usually tends to work out for Michigan in recruitments like this. And I just can't really see him uh, loving another program at this moment more than he has loved Michigan. And uh, it, it kind of reflects uh, how the recruiting experts view this as well. EJ Holland, who I mentioned earlier uh, at the Wolverine, he put in a prediction for Michigan to eventually get Ephobi to commit, as did Bryce Marich, my good buddy, over at the Michigan Insider. He put in a crystal ball for Nathan Ephobi to eventually commit to Michigan. And uh, when he first got his offer from Sharon Moore, uh, I spoke with Nathan Ifobi back in July, uh, you know, when he got that offer. I kind of thought he could be a commit candidate at some point as well. He spoke very highly of the program, uh, thanks to, in large part at the time to uh, his relationship with David Ojabo and his family. Uh, his mom and Ojabo's mom uh, were uh, close friends, and that's kind of how he knew uh, David Ojabo. He got to speak with him about the Michigan program. David Ojabo hyped it up, gave him good uh, information about Michigan, what it's like to live up there, what it's like to play there, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I'm comfortable saying that I believe Michigan leads at this moment. And uh, I would not be surprised if he ends up committing uh you know, following the weekend, whenever it happens, that he will be on campus for his official visit. Hopefully it's one of those two weekends, whether it's Penn State or Michigan State. I think those would be the two best set up to uh, really roll out the red carpet for your tippy top targets on the 2023 target board. Because those are going to be the two best games that you got for the rest of the season. Because they got, they got Illinois at home. And they got Nebraska, I believe, at home. Other than that, I mean, you got to go to Ohio State. Uh, you got to go to Rutgers this year. The, the, the home slate just isn't as good as it was last season. I, they really had a, a strong official visit weekend for the Mays out for the Washington game last year. That was the second week of the season. 
unfortunately, you just really don't have that this season. So uh, you kind of have to bank on uh, getting your kids to stick with uh, the interest long enough uh, to to get through the mid to late October part, which as a program is big as Michigan is, you think you'd be able to do that. So um, it, it's it's really set up to uh, be one of those two weekends that Nathan Ephobe would come back. And I, I think if he does end up coming back for one of those games officially, does an official visit, really gets the, uh, the royal treatment, I think he very well could uh, uh, commit if he hasn't already done so in a silent fashion. I wouldn't rule that out either. I don't have any knowledge on that, that he did that, but that kind of stuff happens with uh, uh, with the kids that uh, already publicly saying <laughs> you're going to come back for an official visit. You went to this Maryland game uh, with money out of your own pocket and uh, uh, already setting Michigan up for a success to land his commitment later uh, it, this fall. So, yeah, those those two visits, those were huge. Uh, they made up some ground with Harbor because I think Michigan was kind of slipping a little bit with uh, South Carolina. And I, I think Michigan at this point has at least evened the playing field. Obviously, a lot of work to do, a lot of things uh, to sort out with that recruitment. Nathan Ephobe, I think they're at the very top of the list. And quite honestly, I don't know what school, if any, are uh, going to be able to compete with Michigan at this point. Um, uh, odds are probably none, um, but that's just my take on it. I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say too. So leave a comment down in, in the comments if you're listening on mazeandbrew.com. Uh, if you're listening in another fashion, uh, head over to mazeandbrew.com. We're going to post this podcast and all of our podcasts on there, and uh, we greatly appreciate uh, your participation in the comment section as well. Well, that's all the time we got. Uh, I know this was kind of a shorter one, uh, talking <laughs> on my own. Uh, I, I hope I didn't bore you all to death with this, uh, with just my voice on the podcast this week. We will get Seth Barry back next week. I promise you that. Uh, but in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon and follow Maze and Brew on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just type in Maze and Brew, something will pop up. And subscribe to our podcast. You can get them wherever you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to give us five-star reviews on all of our podcasts as well. We would certainly appreciate all of that as well. Uh, You can catch us next time on the next edition of Future Brew. Uh, Like I said, uh, like and subscribe, all that good stuff. And go check out the YouTube channel, too. That's the one I was forgetting. Uh, Please go check out the YouTube channel. We're posting uh, all the plays from J.J. McCarthy. You guys seem very interested in that material, and uh, we're going to keep providing that. So uh, thank you for uh, clicking on those videos and watching those and uh, uh, wa- and l- watching the sto- or, uh, reading the stories that accompany that uh, by Dan Plocker. He's done a great job on Maze and Brew to evaluate J.J.'s play uh, throughout uh, each, each and every week. It's only going to get more interesting from here, especially with Iowa this weekend. It's going to be a huge, huge game for him and for the Wolverines. So uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening and go blue.